touchdown passes last year. This one's knocked up. Powers tips it to himself, and he'll score. Snaps it anyway. Greer lobs it in the air. Oh, he has trouble with the snap, and the ball is free. It's picked up by Michigan State. Balls floating in the air and picked up by Kendall Wright. Touchdown Bears. This year. Here's a blast and Klubnik didn't see it coming. He got blasted by Kalen Deloach who has the ball and is heading toward the end zone. What is going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of College Football Talk, mm-hmm. where we talk college football. We got week six preview this week. Dylan, oh, yeah. how are you today? Oh, I'm great. You know, it's a good night. It's a good sun, uh, Sunday, uh, Thursday night here. Thursday night, yes. Uh, we got a jam-packed show for you guys today, mm-hmm. previewing a bunch of games. We got upset alert and best bets all here tonight. Um, yeah. As always, make sure you guys are subscribing to the show and uh continue to watch us on youtube listen to on spotify uh Mm -hmm. links are in bio for spotify if you're on youtube yep um if you're just trying to search us up remember it is just college football talk with hunter and dylan on spotify so you can get us there and again if you're on youtube just go to the link or search us Mm -hmm. up either our old name at nolson docs podcast which is still for some reason pulling us up which is awesome or uh, yeah. college football talk with Hunter and Dylan also mm-hmm. works too. So uh, I think Dylan, you ready to hop right into this? Yeah. Awesome. So we will hop right into our first game. We got Texas versus Oklahoma. Um, Red River rivalry. Oh yeah. The final Red River rivalry in the big 12 at least. Mm-hmm. So there's that. I mean, it's very, it's a weird thing to say, isn't it? It's very weird. Um, the you last know. time these two teams will face off is Big 12, will, you know, potentially face off. And there's yeah. Big 12 opponents, you know, obviously we don't know a Big 12 title game. You never know. You never know. You never know. No divisions. They could be in for a rematch. These two are the only two remaining undefeated. <laughs> Watch yep. out for the Mountaineers, though. Okay. Close it in. <laughs> 4 1, 2 0 in conference play, Dylan. That's all I'm saying. Watch out for Neil Brown. Mm-hmm. Trust the climb. That's all I'm saying. But, um, you know, this is going to be a really good game. To me, at least, I think this is going to be a really good game. I think anything better than what happened last year when it was mm-hmm. 49 nothing. Mm-hmm. you know, that's – if they can get on the board, that will be yeah. great. Remember, Dylan Gabriel didn't play last year in this game. I think he was – Yeah, he was hurt. He got, he got hurt. So, mm-hmm. definitely going to be a different – hopefully a different game with him in. You know, I do think I, you know, call me crazy. I think last year, if they would have just put in general booty, maybe we would have seen some magic. But really, uh, just saying, we really would have kicked him in the butt. You know, <laughs> but you know, a couple of things to say about this game: Texas is favored by Vegas by six points. Am I correct on that one? Yeah, uh, line dropped to five, and over under oh. is sixty and a half. Okay, but I did notice Oklahoma is favored by ESPN. Their Dude, metrics the, gave Oklahoma yeah. like a sixty percent, I believe, sixty-four, mm-hmm. which is weird, right? A little bit, but you know we've seen this before. I will I think, say, I think Texas was Texas yeah. or Bama favored, and Bama won or ended up not being FBI favored or something like that. Yeah, so Bama Probably. was favored by Vegas, but not FBI favored. But to be fair, I believe last night at the FBI, it's Ohio State, and then. Oklahoma's number two by FBI, which is weird. Yeah. So I'm really zoning in as the biggest takeaway for me in this game is mm-hmm. I think it's going to be who can stop each other in the passing game or yeah. can Oklahoma's uh, offense just keep rolling. I mean, they come in averaging uh, about 352 yards to the air a game. 
Mm-hmm. Dylan Gabriel is fourth in the country in touchdowns. He already has 15, yeah. seventh in passing yards. Uh, Texas is total defense only ranks 43rd in the country. And uh, trying to see. Uh, but Texas is 25th in yeah. the country in passing offense. But they don't like to. They like to be more balanced because Jonathan Brooks yeah. is a bell cow in the backfield. I mean, he's third in the country in rushing yards. So why not? I mean, they come in averaging almost 200 yards a game on the ground. So mm-hmm. it's going to be a game, a very high scoring affair. I think you're going to see a yeah. big old, a good old fashioned Big 12 shootout, as they like to call it, where mm-hmm. uh, neither team is going to be able to stop each other, I think, on defense <laughs> or as much as maybe they want. I would lean yeah. towards Texas and defense right now. Mm-hmm. But I do think that, you know, Oklahoma's defense is much improved from last year. I mean, last year they were abysmal. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, this year, really good on offense, solid on defense. They actually rank first in the country in interceptions, 10th, 10 already mm-hmm. this year. So I think that's going to be a big one, and I don't know how you feel, but I think Texas is too good. If you can't stop them, they'll just run the ball yeah. on you, or if they mm-hmm. need to, they'll pass the ball because they got weapons on yeah. the outside. So they're going to have to force turnovers, mm-hmm. and OU is really good at that. Yeah. I do think, even though Dylan Gabriel has better numbers this year than Quinn Ewers, I do think Quinn Ewers has looked like a better quarterback this year against tougher competition. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, not Gabriel's fault. He hasn't played in Alabama and Tuscaloosa, but Quinn Ebers did, and he looked fantastic. I mean, that's just a simple fact of the matter. And I think with Texas, you get the opportunity that Texas not only has, like you said, a amazing running game. They're how much are they averaging? Like two two hundred? They're averaging one hundred and ninety one point eight. So yep. just a little bit off. Mm-hmm. And then Quinn Ebers is still throwing, looking at his numbers around. 280 a game it looks like 285 a game two yeah about 285 286 i mean it's they have a really balanced offense they do and, and that's why they're so that's why they're so dangerous exactly i don't think oklahoma is you know i think oklahoma is a lot more a lot improved from last year right i think it is yeah very much improved but i don't think oklahoma is at texas's level yet if that makes sense Maybe not now. I do think yeah. Venables took a big step forward. And like I mm-hmm. said, I think especially on the defensive side, they yeah. have the 10 turnovers. And a nice little key stat for you, I think, which could be a big center point around this game mm-hmm. where, you know, teams, you know, converting, you know, I'll be talking about yeah. like third downs. Mm-hmm. If you have a good third down, you know, conversion rate, you are really going to do well because you're staying on the yeah. field. Keep the drives going. So Texas is 56th in the country in third down conversion percentage. Mm-hmm. It's about 42%. There's yeah. 29 of 69. Nice. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma is 10th in the nation in third down on third down defense. They're yeah. only they've about 27%. Mm-hmm. So you know, you know, I do I do think you do have to give the asterisk there that if you look at Oklahoma's schedule this year. I mean, they're still you still they're still doing what they need to do though. I understand yeah. they have they've only played Iowa State, Cincinnati, who they'll say Tulsa and SMU, and Arkansas State. I mean, SMU's gonna be an ACC team next year. Yeah, It'll Cincinnati's SMU a Big gave Twelve, them the toughest competition too. I mean, outside of Alabama, Wyoming, Baylor, Kansas mm. without their starting quarterback and Rice isn't really anything scary either. Yeah. So, you know. No, but what I mean is that I think Texas is a massive challenge. Oh, for sure. I'm not downgrading Texas. Yeah, no, I just think it makes these their previous competition look a lot worse. I think Texas has played better teams in Oklahoma this year already in Alabama. And I think Texas is built to beat teams like Oklahoma. For sure. Yeah, like they just – they can – not only do they have the ability to put up explosive plays, but they're one of the few teams that can, you know, legitimately do a, have a five-minute drive to waste a ton of time in the middle of a quarter. 
Oh yeah, I mean, like Steve Sarkeesian is an offensive genius. He is. Oh, excuse me. Sorry, I'm no, my, I, my case fell back here. Mm-hmm. The uh, what I am, I think the biggest thing, you know, that Oklahoma yeah. has to do is, mm-hmm. you know, stay on the field. I don't think they yeah. want to get into a shootout or let Texas dictate terms on offense. They've got to be able to score points when they're out there and uh, win the turnover battle. Like I said. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I like like you're saying, they're so balanced. Jonathan Brooks, yeah. you know, they got Quinn Ewers, Xavier mm-hmm. Worthy, AD Mitchell. They all these guys, they're gonna, they'll just kill you. It, that's the thing is, I just think Texas is so much more talented right. than Oklahoma. That right this right now, yeah. that if you're Oklahoma, you almost have to come into this game and be like, we have to dictate the terms. Oh, dictate the terms, right? You yeah. can't let it become a shootout. And you have to con- you have to convert on third down, and you have to make Texas punt. For sure, for sure. If they if they get into a shootout, it's over. Forget about it. Mm-hmm. They're not yeah. winning a shootout versus Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is your prediction in this game? I think Texas wins a close one, 31-28. Okay, I think Texas wins thirty-seven to. 27. Okay. I think Texas pulls away late. I think it's close, but Texas scores a touchdown, tacks on an insurance field goal, and then just mm-hmm. kind of stops Oklahoma in their tracks. Yeah. But I do think it's a very close game throughout. Maybe just a late score. So kind of like the Bama game went where they mm-hmm. two like a touchdown, a knockout punch. Kind yeah. of set um, set oh. Oklahoma or will send Oklahoma packing. I, I yeah, I just think that this kind of game, the environment is going to be rocking. Hundred thousand people in the crowd, oh, two hundred thousand yeah. people outside of the stadium. With the festival it's, and the fair going on, college exactly. game day will be there. You know that's yeah. going to be the big. Game. So mm-hmm. looking forward that's, to that is a noon gonna kickoff. Noon that's kick. going to be fun. I hate that noon kick though. Noon kick, eleven o'clock start because it's central. Mm-hmm. Bright and early, boys. Get ready. Oh, yeah. All right. So going from the daytime noon kick to the 7 o'clock kick oh, down yeah. in down in the classic city in God's country <laughs> in Athens, Georgia, the top-ranked Bulldogs. Somehow still, it was a little surprised. I thought they would drop mm-hmm. after last week. Yeah. They stay at the number one spot, but here comes Kentucky, number 20 in the country. We got a mm-hmm. top 20 matchup here in Athens yep. where – you know, Kentucky comes off a game where they crush Florida on the ground. Ray Davis runs for like a career high. Yep. And Georgia goes to Auburn, sneaks out of there with a win. Carson mm-hmm. Beck, in my opinion, really grew up in that game. Yeah. Brock Bowers had another Brock Bowers game, and mm-hmm. they did enough to win. Yeah. Now, here they, here they come. These two teams always play physical. It's okay. always a lower scoring game. I last saw, I think the, uh, the unders hit. In like four of the last five meetings, these two teams yeah. have had. I think the last time the over hit was in 18. So, yeah. Mm. So, it's like five years ago. Yeah. It was no. like 34 17 was to the win. So, mm. like last year was 16 to six. Yeah. I remember last year's game. That was a weird game. But mm. anyway, so now people, here comes Kentucky. You know, yeah. you see what Auburn did on the ground against Georgia, and you're like, oh, Kentucky's going to have no problem. Mm-hmm. Take away the one big run by Peyton Thorne and eliminate 61 yards, I believe it was. So cuts it to about 150-ish. Mm-hmm. That game, big difference. Yeah. And that was like a two-quarterback system. They're more of like a – trip almost like an option type team where you know they're just trying to fool the fool the linebackers get mm-hmm. them in out in space where Kentucky's a we're gonna hand the ball off and yeah. we're gonna try to run it down your throat and I think that fits better into what Georgia likes to play in mm-hmm. they won't I can tell you right now Kentucky ain't doing that on Saturday I'll tell you that right now well that's the one saving grace is Kentucky while well, you didn't play really at all against Florida. Devin Leary is a talented quarterback. We've seen him be, be able to put up good passing games when he was at NC State. He just so hasn't I, shown it yet, though. That's the thing is, I, I do think, though, if he's put the pressure on him, I think he can perform. 
We'll I see. think we'll see. Yeah, I think we'll see what they I decide mean, to do. He's 95th in the country in completion percentage at only 57%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's ranked 88th in the country in QBR, 47 and a half. 10 touchdowns, 5 interceptions is his uh, TD to INT ratio. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're 77th in pass offense. That's Georgia's, what is it, 8th or uh, Beck's 8th in passing yards, 10th mm-hmm. in passing offense. People don't realize that Georgia is averaging almost 40 points a game. Yeah. But people are, you know, Georgia fans. So Mike Bobo, wow, they need to start, you know, get back to how it used to be. Yeah, yeah. it used to be. I mean, they're playing well. You're you're getting a new quarterback acclimated to this. You know, you've been down mm-hmm. a couple injury, you've been down with receivers and running backs yeah. all season. It's like these guys are just getting back into form. What I do think the biggest thing in this game is uh, the rushing the rushing D for Kentucky versus the rushing offense for Georgia, I think is mm-hmm. quietly going to be the biggest thing. It's also going to be the third downs again. So yeah. Kentucky's only allowing about 75 yards a game on the ground mm-hmm. defensively. Ninth in rushing D, it's only giving about two and a half yards a carry. Georgia comes in ranked 76th. They haven't really run the ball well. Deshaun Edwards yeah. has done well. You know they had a they've had to pull Dylan Bell from the receiver spot, put him in the back. <laughs> That's how like low they've been on injury wise. I mean Kendall Milton hasn't been healthy at all this year, so you know that's going to be a big thing because is Kentucky going to make Georgia one dimension? Is this this almost feels like a game where both teams can start could eliminate each other's run game and make this like mm-hmm. a one dimensional kind of ball game where yeah. Or neither team can get the run game going. So which quarterback's mm-hmm. going to step up? And I do think Kentucky has a better defense than Auburn does. So I don't. Oh, I, I mean, when thinking about it, I don't think that you know Brock Bowers is a, is one of the best players on the planet. But I don't think he's going to get as many open opportunities against this Kentucky defense. You've got to be more creative with him. He had a big game on the, his freshman year against him. Yeah, but what I mean is that I think Kentucky is going to put they're going to he's in their game plan, right? Like he's specifically being game planned for out of any of the guys. So I think you're really going to have to rely on the possibility of Carson Beck stepping up and having to throw to other guys. And we're going to see if he can do it. I mean, he looked really good against that second half against Auburn, but yeah, I think this is a bigger test. Yeah, I mean, it's guys like Ra-Ra Thomas, Dominic mm-hmm. Loving, Lad McConkie, if he's healthy yeah. out there, Arian Smith. Like, these guys are going to have to step up mm-hmm. because I can tell you, like, linebackers for Kentucky, really good. Yeah. And they're going to – they'll they'll do their best to keep uh, Bowers in check. I feel like Bowers yeah. will have his stuff. Bowers it's, will get his – Bowers is so yeah. more effective, not even getting open. It's mm. the yards after contact. Yeah. He's one of the best in the country in that stat. And I think that's what Kentucky's going to try to limit. So yeah. we'll, they'll probably have a guy on him, and then they'll have another spy. Yeah, keep an eye on him. To, yeah, maybe they can't. He's not going to break through tackles because he, he's going to get doubled. And if you're Georgia, knowing that you know Ray Davis is the the engine that gets this offense going, fourth mm-hmm. in the country in rushing yards. Yeah. Do you stack the box and rely on your safeties who are plenty good enough? You know, you have mm-hmm. Bullard, you have Tyke Smith, you have Starks who occasionally plays back there. Yeah. You have the, do you do almost what you did with against Tennessee? You do against Tennessee where you kind of just, you put five or six, you put about five in the box and you leave mm-hmm. everyone else on their man, play man to man, let them on their, like trust your cornerbacks. Mm-hmm. And you say, listen, let's see it. Give it your best shot because yeah. we're going to stack the box. And we're not going to run. Mm-hmm. And if they do that, I think they might. And they're going to force Leary to throw. That's not very. Yeah. I don't. I think it plays right into what Georgia wants us wants people to do. Mm-hmm. They're third in the country in INTs. Tyke yeah. Smith is tied top ten and picks already with three. They're eighteenth in the country in passing yards allowed. Mm-hmm. Like I said, seventy seventh is on passing offense for Kentucky. Yeah. You know, you look at Leary's numbers. He hasn't shown it yet in anything special, but. Five ints already to ten picks or ten mm-hmm. touchdowns is not good. A sneaky snap for you, little key stat for you, a paper pop. So Georgia is notorious playing in Athens, especially big games. Yeah, notorious for opposing teams with like penalties. 
Mm-hmm. Pre-snap penalties, especially. Here's one for you. Kentucky 93rd in the country out of 130 in penalty yards. Sneaky mm-hmm. stat right there. You that pre-snap penalties will kill that offense because yeah. what do they want to do? Run the ball first and second down, set up third mm-hmm. and manageable. You start the chains back five, ten yards back. Now you're take yourself out of the series. Yeah. So and uh third down conversion. Offensively, Georgia seventh in the country in third down percentage, fifty-five percent. Kentucky's defense is giving up is ninety-second in the country. Mm-hmm. Not good if you're Kentucky. Yeah. They're giving up third. They're they're allowing uh, third downs to complete in the first downs forty-two percent mm-hmm. of the time. Uh, offensively, they're forty-seventh, where Georgia is sixth in the country in third down D. They're only allowing first third down conversions up to twenty-five percent. I mean, eight of thirteen last week. This this has every making to be, I think, a Georgia breakout game, in my opinion. I don't know. How you I see mean, it. I'm I'm fifty fifty on it because I'm looking here, and well, you said yeah, Georgia is top ten in passing offense, right? Twenty five percent of that production is Bowers. Doesn't matter. If, I mean, if there's if there's a bad situation, Missouri where Brock Bowers is not able to. Get open. Is there a possibility that Georgia's offense no. comes to a crawl? I don't think. I think they have too many weapons outside mm-hmm. that are good enough to be fine. Yeah, you know, Beck is plenty good enough. Well, Beck, obviously, Beck's going to be probably more often than not look for uh, Bowers as the first mm-hmm. option. Because why not? My, my fear would be if he tries to force but it to Bowers. I don't think. I don't think. I think Beck knows better enough. I mean, he's. Mm-hmm. I think he knows better enough. Like you saw last week, like, you know, it, a lot of times Bowers wasn't there. I mean, he was yeah. getting double teamed. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the third down conversions last week, if you go back and watch was Lad McConkey was Rob yeah. Thomas. Like those were the guys who were stepping up. Mm-hmm. And I do like what I do kind of believe what you're saying. Like they're going to find a way to, I think, keep him in check. Yeah. Don't now it could be wrong and Bowers might go off for another buck 20. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and that's completely possible, but I do think more than Auburn was able to. Kentucky has the yeah. the guys to be able to do that. Yes. The so, guys to be able to put more pressure on Beck to throw to other guys and see if he'll get off his Bower, if he'll I, get off Bowers. And I, on top. Like, I guess, is, is McConkey playing or is he? He should be. He played okay. last week and he played yeah. a full game. They, they limit, they had a pro, I think they had him on a snap count. Just because mm. it was his first game back, gotcha. But he played in big time spots, so mm-hmm. I think he he was targeted four or five times, caught all all of his passes. So yeah, and most of them were on third down. So I uh, I will not I'm not really too uh, nervous or anything like that. I was more mm-hmm. nervous last week because it was the road game, but yeah, I just think we saw last week Beck really grow up some. A lot, mm-hmm. actually, and I really think this is going to carry over as long as, you know, they might have a slow start. But, you yeah. know, Kentucky, I ain't going to be really thinking they're going to bounce off another <laughs> an 280 effort. against uh, Georgia's I mean, defense on the ground. But in a hypothetical where that happens, like. I just think Georgia's been there, done that, mm-hmm. even when they're down. Like, there's yeah. no panic, which mm-hmm. you see in a lot of these teams. It's. Oh no, we're down. We got hit the panic button. Hit the panic. Yeah. Get away from everything. We like all of our like offensive mindset and mm-hmm. everything. Like you see teams go down 10 nothing and all of a sudden they abandon the run. Yeah. Or they're abandoned the pass. Like they're not doing that. Like they've been there. I mean, the Ohio State game last year, the Missouri game last year, South Carolina this year, Auburn this year. Like these guys, I think, are accustomed, can't are not worried about any big deficit. Mm-hmm. And I just think. We haven't seen Leary do enough yet to give me yeah. any sort of nerve. And I just looking at those third down numbers, if Kentucky's not going to be able to get Georgia off the field, mm-hmm. Georgia's going to march right down the field, it looks like, in theory. So yeah. even if you saw – like Auburn limited Georgia on the run game last week. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, they were fine. I mean, back, yeah. back through for over 300 yards, so – I think dogs win big. I would give my score prediction. I think it's going to be 27 to, I'll say 13. 
Okay. Okay. If that twenty-seven ten, I'll say twenty-seven ten. I was going to go thirty to twenty-one. Okay. I think Kentucky covers the spread. Let me double check the spread real quick. I believe it's. 14. I hit fourteen and a half. Fourteen and a half still. Yeah. And over under fifty-two and a half. So. Other key stat: uh, Georgia has won the last thirteen straight. Make it fourteen. Dogs win. <laughs> Dogs keep rolling. I believe it pushes the win streak to twenty-three now. Let's see there. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Is there any hey. catch up with uh, UCF's win streak? We're gonna hang just a false national title banner up too. Hey, hey, hey! You know, Alabama's got a couple of those. Oop! I didn't say that. Damn. All right, but yeah. um, <laughs> we'll move right on to Alabama. Great segment, way right? Your <laughs> great you. transition you. segue right there. This is the three thirty game on CBS. One the, of the most exciting games. It w- yes, probably. You know, I was looking at the just record and ranking. Mm-hmm. Bama's four and one, two and own conference play, eleventh in the country. A and M four and one, two and own conference play, not ranked. Mm-hmm. Just like, huh? I mean, you look at Bama, who they've beaten. Ole Miss, their best win. I mean, they lost Texas. You know, I think I think the thing everybody is talking about when it comes to this game is the last two years. You know, 20, 2021, we got the forty-one thirty-eight in College Station. You know, and, and Bama rolled in. I think is a six, like a two touchdown favorite at least. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then last year we got the twenty four twenty Alabama win, but A and M had the ball at in in the red zone with they, the, the ball last, the last possession the in the red zone. Ball was at the five yard line, five mm-hmm. or six yard line, last play of the mm-hmm. game. And A and M ran the worst play I've ever seen. And I was gonna say, and they might have ran the worst play ever drawn up on Mac. Although Matt Cannon and the Steelers might have caught you right there. So. No, I was thinking about that, but then I was like, but Matt Canada. I think at least if in the red zone, he would have receivers lined up in the end zone. Jimbo now, Fisher did not. He had his guys run. We would have well, we, <laughs> we'd have done a jet sweep. So, yeah. But, you know, I think there's a lot of interesting things about this series. You know, up until that 2021 game, it had not really been close at all. Yeah, it's I, been, it was, it was all Bama. I mean, there were, there were, you know, there's the 59 nothing game in 2014. There's a lot of 47, lot of 28, 52, 24. I do think this game's going to be close because, I, I, you know, I it sounds horrible to say, but I absolutely believe Jimbo Fisher does not game plan every game, and that he specifically he's got Bobby he, now to do that. He starts game planning for this game before. Any other games? This is the only game that really matters on his schedule. I mean, maybe that's why they almost lost, almost gave up a half a hundred to Miami. Yeah, mm-hmm. but that's what I'm saying though is that I do think A and M gives it everything in this game. This is this is Bama's probably toughest game remaining. Mm-hmm. It's their final big road game. Yeah, the only other time to go on the road is Kentucky. At the mm-hmm. end of the year, because they get yeah. they get Arkansas, they get Tennessee, and they get LSU both at home, all at home. Mm-hmm. They go to Auburn, which has been Saban's house of horrors. But I do think they'll, that they might they'll struggle, but they'll probably still win that. But okay. I do think I turned them on when I went that to the, back. the biggest thing in this game is the I didn't close the doors because the the biggest thing in this game will be about. Can Jalen Milrow in that uh, offense for Bama, who has seemed at times to be staggering, will they be able to? Will they be able to, you know, get going? Because that A and M pass rush is legit. It is very good. Problem is their secondary is susceptible to the big get, the big play. Can A and M get home fast enough? I'll be right back. I got to run and close the door real quick, okay? Sounds good. So we're going to go back here. So as I was saying, 
Bama has to be able to, you know, take advantage of that because AM, like I said, will give up the big play. Their defense is allowing, you know, pretty good numbers. I mean, they've only given up about a hundred and close to about 160 yards. They'll give up about a game. Bama's offense, nothing crazy. They run the ball well, but you know, 167 yards on the ground, 195 in the air. The issue is they're giving them a lot of sacks. Second in the country in sacks, they're giving up. That's 20 in total, about four game that would average out to. And problem is, oh, excuse me, AM is second in the country in sacks on defense. They've sacked the quarterback 20 times. Vice versa, Bama, 122nd in the country in sacks allowed. Jalen Miller has been sacked 15 times, but 20 of them have been given up. Ty Simpson's been sacked five times. Not good. Not good. And I really do think that could be the biggest difference maker because if Jalen Miller is not being able to give, not getting time to stand in the pocket and find guys down the field or just find guys in general, it's going to be a really long day because I just don't think they're going to be able to move the ball efficiently enough on the ground to keep AM's defense, you know, aware of the run. And if, you know, Max Johnson keeps playing like he has been, I mean, he's played really well since coming in. So for Connor Wegman, who got injured, 62% completion percentage, six touchdowns to only one pick. And that's only through two games, two full games, not even. Came in against Auburn halfway through. So, you know, I think AM's offense is going to be able to move the ball. Oh, man. Didn't mean to do that. We're okay. We're okay. You okay? Yeah. There was, um, there was an FSU thing right behind my computer. When I sat down, my knee bumped the table behind there. But we're nice, okay. Nice. I was just saying how. <laughs> A big key stat for me, a little paper pop. You know, talking about how Jalen Milrow has got to be able to take advantage of AM's secondary and how mm-hmm. they give up, they will give up the big play. Yep. Problem is, they are not giving him time. The O line has who came in the year. This was supposed to be, you know, the big year for O line. They're going to bully, mm-hmm. bully people around, throwback Bama. They're going to run the ball, smash mouth. They haven't, they can't pass block. 122nd yeah. in the country. They're giving up. Miller's been sacked 15 times, 20 in total. AM second in the country in sacks. They're averaging four a game. And Max Johnson's played really well mm-hmm. since taking over Wegman. I mean, he's only yeah, he played, is. he only last week was his first full game, and he 62% completion percentage right now, six mm-hmm. touchdowns, so only one pick through a game and a half, maybe. I just think that it's too much mm-hmm. AM. I think AM's offense is too too much. It's gonna be too much for Obama team and Bama's defense has played really well yeah you know we knocked on them after the Texas game but they've played they've held their own I mean under 200 they've only averaging mm-hmm. teams are only averaging about 298 on them total which is really good so but I just think and, Bama's offense is not good enough right now and you know the funny thing is I actually think their best defensive performance at Alabama was the USF game this year Let's. I mean, you could. I mean, I honestly think they have found something. And, that Ole Miss game, they limited an Ole Miss team. It's averaging a little over forty points a game to ten. Well, I was gonna say because um, South Florida has put up 41, 38, 42, 44. The only time they put up less than that was against Alabama. They gave up three, and they only put up three. I mean, Ole Miss is sixth in the country in scoring offense. They're averaging mm-hmm. four, almost forty-five points a game. Yeah, held no, like, Al- Alabama has a good defense. They're very good. Mm-hmm. The problem, I think, I think, I think you think, is that they have a very limited offense because their offensive, like you were saying, their offensive line is not very good. No. And in turn, because of that, their quarterback doesn't get enough time to make his reads, and he normally is a one read or take off right now. Yeah, he uh, 69% completion percentage through mm-hmm. six is be five games now. Four games for him. He actually never, he didn't play USF. Yep. 209 yards, he's only thrown per game. Like they are, 
they're not going to scare you through the air. Excuse mm-hmm. me. He has six touchdowns with three interceptions. Seventy. Yeah. He's only he's ranked seventy fourth in the country in that stat of yards per game. Mm-hmm. And another issue is, Bama doesn't have anybody on the outside. Again, they have for this will be like the almost probably like the second or third year now, second year now. Mm-hmm. But they just don't have a guy that can yeah. take over a game. Jermaine Burton is their leading receiver with 189 mm-hmm. yards. Yeah. Evan Stewart, vice versa for AM, who's ranked, I think, 50th in the country mm-hmm. in total receiving yards, is at 357. Yeah. I mean, that's 50th in the country. I didn't even look at where Jermaine Burton and them are ranked at 189. That itself, and they're not going to be able to run the ball, I don't think, very well. No. I just that's that's I, like AM defensive. That's what they were good at. And that crowd is gonna be the twelfth man's gonna be rocking. That that's gonna be a it might I don't want to think it's gonna get ugly because Saban's teams never let it get ugly. But mm-hmm. if AM and Max John if Max Johnson continues to play well like he has been, man, that it it could be one of those days. But I you know, I don't ever you never want to doubt uh Nick Saban ball club. I agree with you there, but I do think uh, this is this this doesn't look good. No. Like this is like the setup. Could be. This is like the, you know, to quote um Kanye West, this is the Tupac in Vegas hit. We're being set up here. Tupac, they found your killer. Yeah. A little late now, but you know, I'm looking at right now. He's not even in the top. Um, Hundred. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That that he all. Is, that's, he's lower than two hundred. Or yeah, higher than two hundred. That's all you need to know. That's all yeah. you need to know. Right he's not there. in the top two hundred. So they uh, they just they don't have anybody on the outside, and I just think mm-hmm. that A and M's got too many weapons on the. I think they have too many weapons. Stewart, Anaya Smith, Moose Muhammad, who didn't was it Anaya Smith didn't play last year in this game. Mm-hmm. Moose Muhammad had a really good game last year. Yeah. I, I just think AM, they turned the ball over a little bit too much last week. But I just, being back at home, this is, if you win this, boy, I mean, you, you have a legit, really good shot, I think, of getting to Atlanta. I mean, this game no. winner, this really could be the one that could take over and be the, the winner of the West. Because mm-hmm. if you win this, you get ten. You have to go to Tennessee next week. But I mean, Tennessee's nothing crazy. But you know, it's in Neil. It's in Knoxville, so you never know. South Carolina, you're gonna win. You're at Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Abilene mm-hmm. Christian, and then you're at LSU. Still, you know, there's still work to be done. But this could certainly be a big stepping stone yeah. because this, this is- would put you at three and zero in the conference, two and zero in the what? Three and zero in the three and zero in the West, in the SEC in general. That that's big, mm-hmm. because everybody else will have a loss. So you're going to be already a game up on everybody. Game yeah. up on Bama, two games up maybe on some other teams. On um, yeah. So, uh, any other final things before you want to make any predictions? I'm ready to predict. All right, so I'll let you predict this time. I have Texas A&M, twenty-eight. Alabama, twenty-seven. Wow. One I think Alabama game. Alabama goes for two and does not get it with time expiring. Wow. Bama is currently a one-point favorite, so it's mm-hmm. basically a pick Over-under yep. is only 46. Mm-hmm. I I do think – I think A&M wins, and I will say they are going to win 20 – 27 to trying to think here. I'm mm-hmm. singling on one number, but I just don't know if they're going to be able to keep up like that. I'm yeah. going to say 27 to, you know, I'll go 27, 20, 27, 20. That's right. So you think, um, wow. Yeah. A&M wins by a touchdown. I do. I, do, I really do. I think this is this could I mean, be the year for Jimbo. I think mm-hmm. if there's any been ever any year, 
Yeah. It's this year. You know, you get punched in the face early by Miami. Everyone's calling for you to get get canned. Mm-hmm. But now here you are with a chance to beat Bama, go to 5-1, and 3-0 and in conference play, and really put yourself in the driver's seat to, yeah. you know, put a stronghold on the rest of this division. All righty, so we'll move on because we have a couple more games here to talk about before we get into some other stuff. Mm-hmm. We have LSU-Missouri, another ranked matchup. This is a very fascinating matchup. Which it's a weird one. It's a weird one, which could have been a lot bigger if one team didn't lose twice already. Mm-hmm. But nevertheless, both teams come in ranked. LSU 23rd, don't know how they're still ranked. Missouri 21, LSU 3 and 2, Missouri 5 and 0. So, Missouri went away from being bowl eligible. We're going mm-hmm. bowling. I do think it's, you know, fun little thing to add is since I wrote my notes, the line has dropped. It was oh, yeah. four and a half, now it's four. Really? Yep. I was just looking right now on it. On ESPN they have the line at yeah, four. When I was looking earlier, it was at four and a half. Huh. Yeah, I, I'm just looking. A lot of these teams, uh, there's a lot of teams out there could be punching their ticket to bowl season this weekend. Mm-hmm. Just saying, just saying, postseason yeah. bound, week six, get re- getting ready for that postseason. I can hear, I can hear the, I can hear, what do they say, the uh, player dropouts. Uh, you know, <laughs> The, They're sitting um, out. I can hear all the, the players sitting out of these bowl games now. Yeah. Sitting out of the Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl. Hey, don't disrespect the Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl or the Las Vegas Bowl. Florida's favorite. The Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. Held in El Paso. It's yes, mag- sir. Magical El Paso where mm-hmm. Gary Danielson gets to call that one on CBS. Love that game. Love that game. We we I remember watching some of Arizona State there. I love how CBS gets all like some of the biggest games of the year. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you know what, guys, we you got you worked hard, so we're gonna reward you. Yeah. Here's we're, gonna the you, we're gonna send you a magical El Paso. <laughs> where you're gonna get two middle middle of the pack teams from the ACC mm. and where who is it? And like the a- ACC in the what big twelve? Or the Big Ten or somewhere like that. (laughs) So, but nevertheless, interesting game here, Dylan. Yeah, I think this is a weird one. Because I think all logical signs would say Missouri are frauds. Well, I don't know how you feel. I don't think they're frauds. I mean, they beat a solid Kansas State team. Mm -hmm. Now, to be fair, it was on a... Don't disrespect that big old quicker from, I like to call him Wreck'em Ralph. Don't disrespect old Mevis like that. I do think you do have to, you know, call into question the fact that their largest margin of victory was over South Dakota. Um, What is this? What what even school is this? South Dakota. Um, South Dakota Coyotes. It was 35 to 10. They've only played one away game, and it was 38-21 over Vanderbilt. They were in a one-score game against Memphis. To be fair, Memphis. One-score game against Middle Tennessee. To be fair, Memphis game was played in St. Louis. It was neutral site games. Uh, The Middle Tennessee game. game, They won 23-19 over Middle Tennessee State. You know, I... I think this is a nice bounce back spot for LSU, even in a mm-hmm. hostile spot. This just feels like a game that they've got to have. And I think knowing yeah. that their backs are against the wall, you know, maybe still playoff contention if you win out. No. Because, well, you know, you never know with well, every. So I'm not saying they are, but I'm just mm-hmm. saying, you know, the Pac 12 is yet to get into the meat of their schedules, the yeah. ACC has yet to. Mm-hmm. The SEC has yet to. Yeah. The Big Ten has yet to. I mean, yep. Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, they're all going to play each other. Mm-hmm. Wisconsin's still in there a little bit. Hey, you know, yeah. You know, 
that leaves room. Maybe we haven't seen it yet before, but maybe a two loss team. The closest a team got was Auburn. Yep. They were a win away if they would have beat Georgia again in the SEC title game. They didn't. Mm-hmm. If LSU wins out, I mean, they still have Bama. They still have A&M. They still mm-hmm. got Florida. You get Auburn. And if a, a win on, at Missouri convincingly would be a nice step forward. And listen, yeah. I, I mean, they got one of the best offenses in the country. I mean, they're seventh in the country in co- scoring offense. They're averaging 44 points a game. Mm-hmm. They are eight. They are what is it? Third in the country in passing yards. As Jane mm-hmm. Daniels says, Jane Daniels is over seventeen hundred yards passing. Yeah, they scored forty nine last week and lost. That mm-hmm. that's the issue. Yeah. They're one hundred and eighteenth in passing yards, mm-hmm. so they're giving up almost three hundred yards through the air. Where, but you know, I will say that helps them out though. Is, is Missouri is one hundred and first in passing yards which is no better yeah. you're going up against one of the most explosive offenses in the country where they average almost, mm-hmm. they average 551 yards of total offense a game. Yeah. Now, I will say, if you look at LSU so far this season, there's been moments where they've been able to play solid defense. Missouri, not as much, you know? No. They, like, you know... You know, they, maybe they, maybe Mississippi State is really that bad, but I think you know. I think they're just that bad. But you know, you give up. They gave up seven to Memphis, twenty-one to Vanderbilt. You know, it's not pretty. I'm, they it's don't not win pretty. pretty. They're not going to win. I don't think. I just, you know, LSU's biggest concern going into the year mm-hmm. was their secondary and their lack of depth, yeah. and it again has showed, and that's what has allowed them to fall against Ole Miss and fall mm-hmm. against FSU. I mean, they yeah. were winning at half at both mm-hmm. games. Both yep. games they were. Then both lost them. Mm-hmm. Ironically enough, they're both leading at half by three. And they both Yep. By more Staff. than three. Little nugget right there. If you're a Missouri man, you know, if you're down at half by three. You're I'll winning not, the football game. You're winning the football <laughs> game. Just put it all in that second half money line. So. Uh, Give so, Eli Drinkowitz that extension. You know, we're talking about how bad that secondary is. Well, it doesn't get any easier because Brady Cook, stat by Josh Payton, he tweeted, was, I believe, 348 consecutive passes Brady Cook has thrown without an interception, mm-hmm. which is currently fifth all-time in the FBS. So... Yeah. And he's got Luther Burden, who was this big five-star top recruit, I believe, and had a slow year last year. He's really starting to turn it on this year. He ranks first in the country in receiving yards. Mm-hmm. And he might have a field day this week weekend. He might yeah. because, again, when you're 118th in the country in passing yards allowed, you might give up some big plays. Yeah. You know, it's just confusing to me when I look at these. Like, obviously, the box score doesn't tell you everything. But like they just struggled against Middle Tennessee. They did. It just and, like it doesn't now, make any sense. It doesn't that, make any sense at all. Call that a look ahead spot. You had Kansas State mm-hmm. the week, the next week after. Yeah, that's fair. You know, I'm, but I just think LSU is just going to be too much to handle for Missouri. Mm. For as good as Missouri is of a start they've had this year, and I do think Missouri is a very solid ball club. I just, I, I think they're bowl bound. Oh, for sure. I yeah. mean, they're a win away from being a bowl game, and they they will win an, at least one more game. I would mm-hmm. promise you that. Yeah. I mean, Florida's going to town there, so there you yeah. go. There's your win. Uh, but just I think LSU's in a spot where they got to win. Mm-hmm. What better way to do it? Go to Missouri. A big win like that is a huge boost in confidence because now it's like, okay, you get a big win against a ranked opponent. Now let's get this thing back on track. Yeah. You know, we've kind of sputtered a little bit, but listen, we can get back on the road here. Highway, we're kind of going off the road a little bit. Let's get ourselves together, check the tires, make sure the nothing's flat. Let's get back on the road. Let's get back on the highway, keep on cruising. I will say if Missouri finds a way to get this into a close ball game down the stretch, they got a kicker mm-hmm. who will pass some distance. 
And I know, and I know LSU is aware of that. And I certainly know that they do not want to get into that spot. Yeah. But I think, again, like I said, LSU should take care of business. I mean, they should, but over under, over under is 65, if you're wondering. So they're asking for a high scoring game. I mean, if we just look at the box score from the past couple weeks, LSU has pretty much gotten that number alone. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's not crazy at all. No. So, um, I think LSU wins. You ready for predictions or? I am. I'm going to go 45 28 LSU. I'm going to go and say 41 to 31. Mm-hmm. My only reason is because LSU has shown that they have yet they can score, but they haven't yet stopped anybody from scoring. Yeah, and so I do think Missouri's going to put some points up. Mm-hmm. I mean, being 118th in passing yards isn't no fluke, but mm-hmm. neither is for Missouri being 101st. Both these defenses stink. That's the only thing. The only thing is, I give LSU the benefit that their defense can show up. Can, but they're 105th in scoring defense. They're giving up around Missouri's scoring offense, scoring total average, about Mm -hmm. 32 points per game. So, But to be fair, I only think the only offenses that they've given up a ton of points to were good offenses. Arkansas put 31 on them. Arkansas's offense wasn't that bad. That was it. That was at home, and they held Arkansas to three red zone field goals. So turn those field goals, two of them into touchdowns, and they might have another loss. Defense, defense, defense. The offense is getting ahead, and the defense isn't putting him away. Hey, at least you know holding to a field goal works for me. But you know we'll move on to another team. We will move on. And uh, Saturday night game, well, mm-hmm. Notre Dame will head down to what used to be called, I believe, Papa John Stadium for you know all that. Yeah, I wish it was still called Papa John Stadium. That was awesome. Well, we don't need you. Pulling, rallying up any sides. Wow, anyway, it's just Cardinal Stadium. Come on. Well, you know, sorry, Dylan. It's not something cool anymore. Papa Call it Dominance. Call it Little Caesars. Actually, that is. That'd be dope. I think that's the Detroit Red Wings. Anyway, fact check uh, that. Yeah, yeah, Don't yeah. know if that's right or not. Anyway, Louisville, Notre Dame, and top. Ranked matchup here, it's going to be number 11 or 10. 10 versus 25. Yep. Notre Dame, this is their third straight, second straight road game against mm-hmm. on primetime, third straight primetime game. You know, they had to go through Ohio State. Yeah. Now they had to go to Duke. Mm-hmm. Two gutty win, two gutty splits and road or wins and losses. And now you go to Louisville, where – you know, Louisville, 5-0, and another undefeated team. Louisville sneaking under the radar, Dylan. Sneaking you know, under the radar. And they don't I have agree. to play. They don't have to play Florida State. They don't got to play Clemson. They they got to play Duke here in a couple weeks, but we don't know the status of Riley Leonard. Mm-hmm. Their toughest game maybe will probably be at Miami, and then they get Kentucky at home later this year. Yeah. Cardinals, watch out. Yeah, Early all I'm gonna say is um, number one. We got to go to that Virginia game. Tickets are as low as nine dollars. I will pass on that one. I, if I wanted to watch crappy football, I'd go to watch my high school play. That's but <laughs> or <two. laughs> or I could go watch Florida's run game. Mm-hmm. Nah, just now, <laughs> ha ha ha. But um, seriously though, I do think. This is one of those sneaky matchups because I feel like a lot of people aren't talking about it because they struggled against NC State, and NC State's not good. No. But uh, Louisville's been pretty resilient. They have. Like, they got a good coach and Jeff Brom from Purdue, Mm -hmm. you know, the classic, classic guy. Boiler up. No. No, exactly. And, I mean, so far their offense has been pretty good. You know, Thirty nine against Richard Tech, fifty six. Uh, they're Marietta. averaging almost. They're averaging almost five hundred yards of t- total offense a game. Yeah, you know. The, I, I mean, think the <laughs> thing that impresses me most though is their passing offense because that's never been one of Louisville's strongest. No, you know it's always been they've been a rushing first team. 
they're almost averaging 300 yards. They're averaging almost 300 yards to the air and almost 200 on the ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Je- it, it just reminds me of what we said about Texas when it comes to balance. Yeah. Now, obviously, Louisville isn't Texas. That's not what I'm saying. All I'm no. saying is that Louisville has a balanced offense. Very balanced. And they can make some noise. Like, they can quietly make noise. Right? I'm telling you. Uh, They will need to figure a way to stop uh, August East uh, Notre Dame's running back Mm -hmm. and August Estime. Yeah. I believe I said that right. If I didn't, Mm I apologize. He is currently ranked first in the country. Audric Estime, I apologize. Uh, Currently ranked first in the country in uh, rushing yards. Yeah. Notre Dame as a whole is averaging almost 200 yards on the ground. Louisville's averaging on defense, uh, only limiting teams to about 109 yards on the ground. Mm-hmm. So if you know if they're able to stop that, can will we see a Hartman breakout game? We haven't seen that yet. I mean, this is the team to do it against. This is, I mean, you can look at their numbers. They don't exactly have the greatest passing defense. No. I will say their running back, um, Louisville's running back. I don't know, man, I don't want to say this first name. His last name is Jordan. We'll leave it there. Uh, he's averaging 7.7 yards per carry. Jahar. 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 We'll say Jahar. We yeah. apologize in advance, Jahar, if you're listening. We're, I'm really sorry, man. Um, message us and tell us how to say your name correctly. Please. There you go. There you go. But um, averaging 7.7 yards per carry. That's really good. Very good. Like, that's really good. And, you know, granted, they're not playing the strongest opponents every week, but I mean, dude. Can't really, you can't, you can't deny the numbers. I mean, you can't deny the, the, the numbers are good. No. No, yeah. Very like this, good. Yeah. I mean, what, what, what did, what did you have to say about this game? Any any specific thoughts? This is not I, one that I'm I think this is, about. You know, people don't really watch Louisville football need to know mm-hmm. that Jack Plummer is really good at what he does. Yep. Over fourteen hundred yards passing, eleven mm-hmm. touchdowns to six interceptions. Like this guy's really good. Yeah. You know, Sam Hartman's really good. Does Notre Dame get maybe worn down some? Two just physical gladiator type games against two really good mm-hmm. teams. And now you got Louisville before you got USC next week. Yep. You know, I, I think Louisville has a legit shot to win this game. I think their passing attack is really good. And I just think Notre Dame being maybe worn out, full fatigued, some possibly mm-hmm. going into this week. I really think this is a spot where Louisville can pounce on that. Yeah. And that's why I really do think I might, I'm going to take Louisville to win this game. I kind of feel Louisville too, man. But I, I, I can't though. I don't know if I can. I, I'm going to take Louisville to win. Mm. They're a currently a six and a half point dog at home. Yeah, I take them to cover anyway, but I I'll take, take them. them I'll take him to win too. I mean, I really do think this offense is good enough. We'll see if Hartman's able to take advantage of that that uh, passing passing yards allowed stat that Louisville's mm-hmm. defense has given up, but. You know, if they're able to just limit estimate at all, yeah, they will. They will win this game, and that's. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take the Cardinals to win. I'm going to. I'm going to say, you know, low scoring game. I'm going to go mm-hmm. twenty to twenty to seventeen. Okay. Twenty seventeen. So, you know, I want to pick the. I want to pick the Cardinals. I want to. I can't. I'm going to go twenty four twenty one Irish. All right. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. We will move on, though, to upset alert. Where we got four games for Dylan and I to th- pick one that we think. Mm-hmm. Which team's on upset alert this week? We got Maryland, undefeated Maryland, mm-hmm. and to Columbus. Take on the Ohio State Buckeyes. For Ohio State, 20-point favorite. UCF heads to Kansas. Kansas, a one-and-a-half-point favorite. Michigan, Minnesota. Minnesota will host Michigan. Michigan's a 19-point favorite. And Fresno State versus Wyoming, quietly the biggest game probably to decide who gets to go 
represent the group of five. Six, yeah. Uh, Fresno State undefeated. Wyoming is four and one. Fresno State is a six-point favorite heading into this weekend. Who is vulnerable to slip up this weekend? I'm on those four. I'm going to say right now, I think UCF beats Kansas. UCF, I don't know what they might. They may never recover Mm. from what happened last week. That's what I thought. And then they give uh, Malzahn an extension today. So They were desperate. That's a, that's a desperate I'm not move. Even, I'm not even kidding. They gave him like a oh, I know. sentence there. I know they did. But <laughs> I will say, with Kansas down uh, Daniels for the rest of the season. I don't believe in the Beanster. No, I don't. Wow. I don't believe in him. Wow. So I give UCF that one. I do think Maryland covers the spread against Ohio State, but I, th- I think it's, I, it's, it's one of those games where we're talking at halftime and we're like, guys, what's up with Ohio State, man? They're losing and again. They'll just come out and, yeah, and they come out and they, yeah. yeah. But it's only two scores. We'll they see if Minnesota might we'll see if Minnesota can put up any fight at home. They'll row the boat and the gophers. I will say I mean uh, I think Wyoming's really good. I'm gonna take too. Wyoming to be the one upset. Fresno State is gonna be the one team on upset alert. Watch out. I think Michigan takes care of it, but could be mm-hmm. a lower scoring game, maybe. I'm going to be repping Wyoming on Saturday, so I can't pick against them. So I'm also picking Wyoming to upset Fresno State. All right. Go Cowboys. There we go. All right, we will move on to the final aspect of tonight's preview. Best bets, 9-8-1 and eight, nine, eight, one is our season mm-hmm. total right now. Tough weekend last weekend, but... Ready to bounce back for some winners this weekend. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to go Arizona Arizona plus 21.5. They have USC this weekend. Louisville plus 6. Well, actually, plus 6.5 now. You know, I had this on there, but I'm going to adjust it. I'm going to take UGA plus, or the minus, the 14.5. Mm-hmm. I think this is a big game for them. Vanderbilt plus 18 and a half. Ain't no way Florida's covering that game. Yeah. Trevor Etienne's questionable. It's homecoming. Yet the Commodores will keep it. Keep this within two score, two and a half scores. There's no way Napier's team's gonna what happened last year. They ain't, they ain't winning They're like four blow scores. It. They're not blowing out Vanderbilt. Kentucky didn't even. So no. Nobody then, has. Vanderbilt finally, has not been blown out this year. No. And AM finally taking them on the money line. So mm-hmm. plus 102 on the money line. So got five winners. Of course, five, only five winners there. Mm-hmm. And uh, hopefully we have a good week. I think we will. I like a lot of your picks this week. Like I legitimately think, no, I legitimately, the only one I'm kind of nervous about is the Georgia one because I think there's a chance. So I was going between that close. one and the under. It was mm-hmm. at 48. I got to double check what it's at now. I was going back mm-hmm. and forth picking one of those two, but I do think this is a big breakout game, and I think the dogs take yeah. care of it. Although you got to watch out. Old Stoops, Mark Stoops is a notorious villain for the backdoor cover. That's what I'm saying. Notorious. He's just he's going to be quiet. He's going to be so quiet. Oh, my gosh. He's going to keep it close enough where they're going to yep. be down, and he will find a way to make a just stat, stat adding. I don't even know what you call it. Just pat, patting the stats. To go down the field and score a touchdown against like the third stringers and keep this game within the mm-hmm. line. So I you know, I will say this. I do think it'd be very funny if a Vanderbilt team that lost to UNLV goes into the swamp on home upsets on homecoming and upsets Florida. Aren't they isn't Florida wearing the black jerseys too? No, those are Arkansas. Those uh, are next month or later. Okay. You know, like that. <laughs> Nah, they Vander. If they do, it's Napier's gonna be having packing his things up. But I don't, I don't think he. I don't think he makes it. No, I think they won't. Man. They're gonna. Uh, they'll win. They're gonna win big. But they're not gonna win over more than eighteen. To tell you that, I can That's see that big number. That'll be a eighteen and a half. That'll be like a forty. Be like a forty to twenty-seven game. Forty to twenty-three, something like that. You know, tickets aren't selling that well either. So I don't know how crowded it's going to be. 
Maybe. No, it, it'll be crowded. That's what I was thinking, but then I'm on here and it's like tickets for as low as 30 bucks. Well, they're always cheap. Like, oh. They're cheap for the nah. Georgia game, too. Yeah. Well, that's because it's at an NFL stadium. No. Yeah. Georgia? No, I'm talking about Georgia Vanderbilt. Oh, oh, okay. That's what I'm saying, though, is that, you know, people don't go to Vanderbilt. Well, nobody does. People go. People. People are like, you know what? I want to spend my money wisely. Never We're forget. Go to a never game. forget the field. The utter. The horrors of what we saw. The field storming that Vanderbilt did last. Yeah, sport. yeah. They got a the score down, down the stairs. Security was supposed to stop them. Security was supposed to stop them. Shout out to Ole Miss. They got fined seventy-five grand for their field storming this weekend. Oh well, that's nothing. No, that's 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 coming out. That's Kevin makes that up in one week of juice picks. Mm-hmm. But anyway, hope everyone has a great weekend. Mm-hmm. This was week six preview. Make yeah. sure you guys are subscribing if you guys haven't already. Remember, we need to get to 100 subscribers by the end of the year. Get us closing on it. We got to get some more subscribers, guys. We have mm-hmm. been lacking in that department recently. So yeah. let's get that up. Let's get the mm-hmm. viewership up. Viewership mm-hmm. up. I don't know what I just said. Viewership Ooh. up. Ooh. Sorry. Take that, po- a- take that in post. Take that in post. We'll have to edit that out. Uh, <laughs> find us on YouTube. Spotify. We are the College Football Talk. That was bad. We're going to get rid of that. Hope you guys enjoy the rest of the weekend. Mm -hmm. We'll see you next time. See you guys. Peace out.